0: We have such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Fuck you too. Well hey there everyone. It has been a little while since it's just been you and me. Um on the last episode we just kinda talked and uh, we just had a talkie. Because where am I and I... We went to Halloween Horror Nights in California. Uh, We had a really great time. Um, We didn't really talk about the rest of the trip because it was like 3am at the time of recording. And we were both very tired, I'm sure you can tell. Um, But we wanted to get our thoughts in before we left the next day. And that's what the episode is. And I hope everyone enjoyed it, or at least got to live vicariously through us. Um, for the people who are out there who don't know what Halloween Horror Nights is, um, you know, Google it. But I will just say, uh, it's a collection of Horror uh, haunted houses That Universal Studios spends like millions of dollars on And puts in their theme parks For select nights throughout um, September and October And uh, they're usually based off of Famous IPs of like great Horror movies or new horror movies Or even just original horrifying concepts like the last couple years they've been doing like cryptids and shit like the Sasquatch and the Yeti and the Chupacabra and um, we had some some Latin American cryptids this year. They just, they make up their own shit. They do their own shit. Um, we're going to be hearing more about that. The only reason I kind of want to talk about it a little bit in reference to the last episode is because Alley Cat and I are actually leaving Uh, This week for Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, Florida So I I had gone to California with Where Am I Um, The reason for that trip was actually celebrating his birthday Happy Birthday, Bud Um, We got fucked up pretty much all week We went to Disneyland We went to Universal We went to Super Nintendo World Which is the best thing they've ever fucking made as a company, and then we did horror nights, and then we left. So this time, my annual trip with Alley Cat, um, I'm gonna cover with her uh, later this month. Later, as a as like the Halloween episode this month, um, we're gonna cover Halloween horror nights uh, because. It's it's going to be a different event it, There's different things going on But I also want to talk about my history with her Because um, I've been dragging her to the event for the last three years And she, being uh, the sweetest thing in my life um, Agrees to go along with me And I know, I know for a while there um, I haven't had her on the episodes I haven't had her on the show because we want to keep our personal lives to ourselves And I don't want to drag any of that uh, any, of, any of what's going on with us um, onto the show And I found that the easiest way for me to do that Was just by keeping her off of the show No matter how much I care about her um, it was just the easiest option for me at the time, but we've been together for a couple years now and i've I felt I have felt bad about not having her back on the show um, just because she she is friends with all of my friends. We all do hang out together um, people people have often wondered you know why she hasn't <laughs> popped back up uh, in a while but um, It's just, there's, it's just a personal reason. There's nothing more than that. I'm allowed to have my secrecy when it comes to my personal life and my anonymity to a certain respect. And, you know, I just wanted to keep that, that side of me off of the show because it it has nothing to do with the show. It's just my personal life. And, um... It was easier for me to keep her off the show, but I I want to have her back. I want to share this uh, with her, and an experience we share together every year is Halloween Horror Nights. And, you know, the, the other side of it for her is that I take her down to Disney, and we do Food and Wine Festival for several days, and she gets to watch me get drunk in a kid's amusement park and then I get to take her to horror nights and watch her get spooked at a kid's amusement park so you know it's it, we each we have some very nice checks and balances in our relationship highly recommend and um you know I'm gonna have her back on pretty soon uh because we're gonna talk about the last couple years of Halloween Horror Nights we're gonna rank the houses. We're gonna talk about those houses those years. And then we're gonna talk about this here, which which has a lot of overlap from the episode with Where Am I? Because five of those houses are going to be the same, but they are going to be different. And that's that's the investigation there is gonna be evidenced in that episode. So I hope people didn't hate that episode because there is absolutely going to be another one a lot like it, just with my bow. Alley Cat. So that being said, I wanted to come in during the month of October and just kind of have a one-on-one, you know, I like to do a solo episode somewhere around 20 episodes, 20 to 25 episodes since the last solo episode, just to kind of keep uh, a part of this my own and to, and to do something myself. Um, it's a little bit hard to get people to come on the show sometimes when everyone is uh, an adult and everyone is busy and everyone has their own personal lives going on. So, not for nothing, it's also my fault because I've been traveling uh, pretty much nonstop for the last couple months. So, you know, there are reasons why the consistency of the episodes has been off and on. Um, we're going to be sticking to the kind of bi-weekly schedule for a little bit um, We're going to be ringing in our anniversary next month with a special guest um, We have Christmas And anyone who's listened to the show for the last couple years knows what Christmas means So I hope you're looking forward to that And then, you know, we'll we'll ring in the new year and we're going to keep things moving um, But, you know, there there might be some breaks in there where I'm, you know I'm trying to enjoy my life and do my own thing, and I have other projects I want to work on, so, you know, uh, consistency is not something I've ever really been good at, and I'm not going to improve upon that, and if you listen to this show, you know, just keep us on your follow, keep us on your radar, keep yourself subscribed, Um, because you never know when another episode is going to come out. And I do want to say that to the same effect for our YouTube. Um, we do have a new Let's Play coming out. I am very excited about it. We talk about it during the Christmas episode. It is going to be the New Year's thing. It is going to be the first thing to come out in 2024, and I could not be any more Excited about it I'm already like halfway done editing it I'm, I'm proud of myself that I put that first And I tried getting that done As a Compliment and celebration to the person Who was on the Let's Play with me Um But here I am just kind of recording an episode on my own because this is something I like to do on my own. Even when it comes to reading scary stories, you never quite spook yourself as much as when you were on your own. And as funny as this show can be, sometimes I also know that this show has scared the shit out of me before. I, I do listen to my own show, and it's not as narcissistic and self-centered as it sounds. I learn from myself. I know what works and what doesn't. I listen to myself, and I I think of things that I could do to improve the show, and I just try to keep myself as uh, conscious of the situation as I can, and something I like to do in these solo episodes is kind of test my metal with what seems to be, you know, popular at the time or something I'm interested in or something I'm scared of. And I, I feel like I did that last time with the fucking tunnel story. What, <laughs> whatever that was 20 some episodes ago, uh, old ass, shady ass tunnel, whatever the fuck I called it. Um, Cause I am absolutely like claustrophobic and I hate the dark and I hate the idea of some monster living underneath the earth that can just drag me down at any second and I'll just disappear and no one will know about it. Like who isn't afraid of that? Um, Spelunkers, that's who, but fuck them. I hate them. The descent as a movie hurts my butthole. So here, here I am. I'm going to read a story. I don't, I don't know if I've just been in a mood lately to read something like this. Um, I've been watching a lot of, like, Exorcist-related stuff, and that that really is uh, a point of contention when it comes to how scared I was at Horror Nights walking through the Exorcist Believer house. Um, that house was the most terrifying house at Horror Nights, And I don't think the movie is going to be that scary. And I don't think, you know, there's definitely something scarier about having to walk through a situation not knowing what's going to come out at you at any time. But uh, just sitting and watching a movie is not the same type of experience on any level. But that being said, I don't think the movie is going to be as scary as the house. And I think the house did a really good job of saying Oh, I'm going to scare the shit out of you. Come see my movie. And I'm, I'm a sucker. I rewatched the original exorcist. And I think I'm going to see the new movie. Cause it's, it's David Gordon green doing the same thing he did to Halloween, which is bastardize it. (laughs) I, I have a very shitty opinion of how the Halloween sequel series that he did kind of developed. Cause I loved the 2018 one and then everyone knows, uh, Halloween ends and Halloween kills whatever order they're in. Um, they're just not good movies. <laughs> they're not, they're just not good. And whoever likes them, you're welcome to like them. Whoever likes the original exorcist, you have good taste, but I wouldn't get your hopes up for the new one. And, you know, we talk about it in the last episode, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. And uh I'll even go and see it when when Allie and I when Allie Cat and I talk about it because I know I'm gonna want. I'm gonna want to reference whether or not it does line up with the house at all. So I'm looking forward to seeing if that plays out as much as I'm looking forward to um, reading the story today. Because I picked a story about the devil, and I'm not a religious person. Anyone who's been listening to the show for the last couple of years knows I'm not a religious person. Um, I grew up. In a very kind of loose faith, uh, I'll call it Presbyterian, is kind of like the loosest, the loosey goosiest of the Christianity Christianity faith that I would say I ascribed to past tense, and I don't know. There, there are conversations I have with my friends where I'm just like. I don't think I know anyone my age personally who has faith, you know, and I'm not I'm not knocking anyone who does. I'm really not. There are people I admire and people I've known uh, in the past who are very Outspoken about their faith and and make it a part of their personality, a part of their schedule, a part of their daily exercise. You know, uh, I take medication. Who I'm not going to stop someone else from waking up in the morning and praying. You know, I'm not, and I'm I'm not going to poo-poo it. Um, that being said, uh, I don't, I I I believe in good and evil. You you have to on a morality spectrum um believe in in what makes humanity good and what makes humanity evil. but religion would say that evil is due to the devil and the devil persuading you and the and the sins that overtake you at the time of the evil act. So you know we're gonna see where this goes. We you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little drink of water and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the ritual. The ritual... Uh, I haven't been smoking for a while. I do want to say that. My throat's been a little weird. I haven't been smoking. I'm gonna smoke today. Because I'm recording, and I'm doing this for you, and we're gonna share in this experience together. If uh, smoke, smoke if you got them, is what I will say. And I am working with some nice indica... I don't know the name. I just go to a pharmacy, and I buy anything indica so smoke if you got them crumble up some nice some nice greenery go out to the garden collect some greenery crumble it up put it through your shredder put it through your grinder and uh, put those little crumbles in your little pipe if you don't have a pipe go ahead and grab you know like a a soda can that you that you finished and you know, pop a hole in, in on the top, make a little divot, little divot, and then you know, pop a hole at on the side, and get some get some tin foil and make yourself a Coke bowl. I'm just kidding. Make yourself a makeshift bowl. And uh, you know, if you don't do that, you know, just go just go get a pipe. If you're smoking weed, you should have a pipe. Let's be honest. Uh, grab a bowl, grab a bong, grab a fucking rolling paper if you have to, Grandpa. If you don't got those pre-roll conies, if you ain't got any little dog walkers on you, go ahead and roll up a J and fucking take a hit. Because we're going to dive into some fucking devil territory, okay? This is Lots of Pasta, episode 264. I shouldn't have to tell you this, but smoke and listen. The story I found for today, I found on Reddit No Sleep. It was an honorably mentioned or popular upload From 2023, I believe And it is called I met someone who claimed to be the devil And I think I believe them Let me start off by saying that I'm not particularly religious If you asked me if I believe in God I'd probably just shrug, grunt out a few words about being on the fence about it And continue with my day Same. Of course, that was before last night. My friends are the kind of people who like wild nights. Same. Crazy parties. Snort a bit of Coke. Take a bit of E in the bathroom. Maybe hook up with someone and leave a text on my phone at 10 past who the fuck knows, telling me they don't need a ride I'm offering at all. Not to say I don't like a drink, I do. It's just... Clubs aren't my style Lying low in a pub somewhere, drinking hand, listening to the TV drone on about whatever channel, some scruffy guy in the back bucked out for I guess that's my idea of fun So when my friends tell me they want to go out for a night on the town I say sure I hang on for the first club, buy a non-alcoholic beer in case my car is required And try to pretend that I'm having fun Non-alcoholic beer, that just sounds fucking gross I'm sure it is By the time I see them grinding on girls, on guys When they strike conversation with someone Who definitely might be a dealer Well, I decide my services are no longer needed We aren't too far out The night tube is on beck and call And I always find my car the next day That's when I wander out of the club Look for something a little bit more rustic Not that that's hard to find Not at all I found myself in a bit of a state Inside a bar called the Ragged Feather Wasn't a fan Of the name all that much But the drinks were cheap And the largest demographic seemed to be middle-aged men Watching reruns of football I tried to pretend I hadn't just staggered Out of a club with my ears ringing I slicked my hair back Slipped my phone into my hand And wandered onto the bar I took a double shot of whiskey and drank it in one hit. Just because I wasn't at a club didn't mean I couldn't have a good time. I hung at the bar a while on my own, scrolled through my phone, pretending I was doing something far more impressive than I really was. I I know that feeling. I kept an ear out for the guys on the sofas. They'd get vocal every now and then. I think the football was just running highlights, but they were incredibly dedicated to their teams. I got another whiskey, bled into the background. Of course stragglers from the cl- Of course stragglers from clubs are commonplace. It wasn't long until some scantily clad dressed woman staggered in laughing chuckling pointing for where they wanted to sit. I saw a guy walk in with his friend slung over his shoulder, catatonic most likely. He threw his friend onto one of the leather sofas ingrained with beer and smokes and demanded two pints of water and all the peanuts the bar had in stock. The bartenders seemed bitterly amused Some of the girls were taking selfies, snapchatting their friends who were still at the club Fingering themselves on TikTok They were ordering shots, gearing themselves up for the next leg of their night A couple blokes wandered in with curries and takeout trays I saw someone eat a Big Mac on the outside, seating through the window this was a night for the young and inebriated And my mind was just dulled enough by whiskey To enjoy the characters I could watch peaceably Without interacting with That is Until someone slipped into the seat next to me Do I look like a girl with daddy issues? She was of average height Although that wasn't apparent. Immediately due to the fact That she was leaning her arms Heavily against the bar She was slim With short And astoundingly Bright red hair Uh, This already sounds like my ex-girlfriend It framed Her round face well A face that was marred With smudgy eyeshadow Smudged lipstick Hell, it looked like her makeup Was in the process of melting Right from her face It really does sound like my (laughs) ex-girlfriend There was a chip Knotted into a curl in her hair Just by her forehead The drunk side of me was actually Tempted to pick it out The girl was clearly drunk And I looked around the bar I couldn't quite place where she had come from She didn't belong to the crowd of selfie takers She wasn't with the catatonic guys I hoped for her safety that she wasn't with the middle-aged men I tried to look out the window to see if maybe a group was missing One inebriated, bright-haired girl, but I couldn't The window had fogged up Too much heat inside Not enough outside Are you okay? I asked her She pointed her finger at me Answer my question, she slurred Uh I really wasn't sure what to say I settled on staring at her awkwardly Trying to answer her With a bemused expression on my face The girl's lips curled into a drunken smile And she snorted Placing a hand over her mouth To smother her laughter And it really only aided The deconstruction of her lipstick I do, you know She said, pushing herself up a little against the bar Have daddy issues I mean, in case that wasn't obvious She gestured to herself To the must clothing that must have looked quite spectacular when she left home that evening To the stains that looked a lot like old food The sticky residue on her neck and shoulders that was quite obviously a thrown drink What happened? I asked her Her hair had curled around her neck, I realized. It was sticky, with the same substance. She was a wreck. I got in a couple of fights. No big deal, she said, shrugging. Didn't start any, of course. No, I don't do that. But my father... Your dad did this to you? She smiled brightly. In a way. Do you need me to call someone? I already had my phone in my hand. The girl looked like she was probably in her early 20s, but That didn't mean she couldn't have been suffering from some kind of paternal abuse The only number I knew off the bat was Childline, which wasn't quite appropriate The police? Jesus, was I going to have to deal with the cops tonight While my friends were snorting coke two doors down? The girl pushed my hand down firmly. She was already shaking her head No, I don't want you to call anyone Now her expression changed It wasn't the attempted sultry look I'd seen on many girls of her state It was open and wide and engaging She wanted something from me and I felt compelled to give it to her I want something else What do you want? I asked her To tell you my story The girl said before glancing at the bar And for you to buy me a drink The universe is a pain sometimes And I'm afraid I think I might have lost my wallet I laughed I didn't know this girl Didn't know where she'd come from at all And my nights were generally about getting comfortably wasted And making sure my friends weren't dead in a ditch by the end of it all I was used to getting hit on every now and then, but even as I was sat on the bar stool with a drink in my hand, I knew that this wasn't what that was. This girl had no intention of getting into my pants. All she wanted to do was talk. I guess I was okay with that. What's your poison? I asked her. Her lips quirked. Apple teeny. The bar offered a very limited cocktail menu, but by some fucking miracle, I was able to order her an apple teeny from the list. I ordered a cider to go with it, suddenly a little too aware of where this night could go. I'd unthinkingly supplied this liquored up stranger with even more alcohol, and she clearly had a rough night of it. A part of my old instinct came back The same instinct that had me Texting my friends every few hours To make sure they hadn't wandered off To somewhere dangerous beyond the club With no one but the bartender Aware of our existence on these stools I realized that I was suddenly Responsible for this very drunk stranger The girl coddled her drink Running her fingers delicately over the rim Of a muggy martini glass This takes me back The girl said amiably She looked at me suddenly Her green eyes startling You know what this was called originally? She smirked before I could answer An Adam's apple martini I snorted Yeah, I think uh, I've heard that before Of course it wasn't actually an apple She continued, eyes moving back to her glass The texts translated that part wrongly, mostly because you people don't have a word for it anymore. The fruit was incredibly exotic, and, to be honest, it doesn't exist in this realm of existence. Only Eden. She laughed dreamily. And Eden is long gone. I stared at her. Are you... Okay. It was more honest than the last time I asked her, and mostly because I was beginning to feel a little dread creep into my stomach. Of course, the girl said, grinning widely. Why do you keep asking? I mean, I stuttered. I, 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 I just... Now, don't take this the wrong way or anything, but you look... Like someone poured their drink on me, the girl asked. Like someone else threw their kebab on my dress and another unpleasant chap littered me with his fish and chips? That I have been hit, slapped around a bit, and left in the gutter for the rats to find me? She held my eyes for an incredibly long time before her face broke out into a grin. Yeah, something like that. Why would they do that? I asked. Why wouldn't they? The girl shot back. People aren't that great and alcohol makes them worse, she shrugged. Sometimes makes them better, nicer, a little looser in the sack, but mostly just annoying and a little smelly. I looked at her. I watched her knock back her drink She exuded the intelligence To know just how ironic her words were But she was neither caring Nor apologetic about them The girl looked at me again You bought me a drink Now you can listen to my story I nodded Wordlessly She smiled Pointing at the bartender And then at her drink The bartender was already making her another one Eden Reiterating her earlier babble as though the words had only just come out of her mouth They always think that's my fault, you know The reason Adam and Eve got kicked out of their perfect little nudist paradise She shot me a knowing glance Only in Eden can you sit on the grass butt naked and not get a pine cone stuck in your crack I blinked I'm sorry I said, I'm not following Sorry, the girl said My story won't make any sense without a proper introduction She reached out her hand Hello, my name's Lucifer She winked But you can call me Lucy There's an uncomfortable heat that stretches through your veins When you first go into fight or flight mode Adrenaline pounds through your blood, and all you want to do is get up and go. It overrides everything else A lot of things made sense when the girl told me her name, for starters, that she was crazy She had to be. She looked like she'd been attacked on four separate occasions in one night, and up until that moment, I hadn't known how that could be possible Behind the milk tea makeup and dirty clothes, she was rather attractive, and her attitude hadn't come off as catty or rude. If she'd been going around telling people she was the devil, though, that gets a reaction out of people. I suddenly felt myself looking at her wrist, down toward her ankles. Did she have some kind of... Cuff on from one of those Mental institutions Had she broken out of a hospital After a nasty bump on her head Was any of this Even happening at all I really Would have to call the cops I know what you're thinking The girl, Lucy Said You're thinking that I'm crazy That you need to get out of here Maybe you even think I'm Aggressive are you? I asked her. Would I be here with you drinking apple teenies if I were? She asked, fluttering her eyelashes. Would you look the way you do if you weren't? I shot back. She grinned, toasting her new glass. Touche. Unthinkingly, I clinked my cider against it. And then I frowned She chuckled, leaning closer Let's have a little wager, she said Let me tell you my story And if you believe me when I'm done You can't go about trying to get me locked away somewhere I stared at her If I ended up believing you, then why would I do that? she smirked sipping her drink you'd be surprised what people do when they believe you're the devil and you do this often tell people that you're satan she snorted into her drink (laughs) not as often as i should but it's been a rough day and a hell of a long lifetime i'd like to have a chat if that's alright with you I waved to the bartender for another whiskey, and the girl's eyes glinted with humor. I wasn't necessarily trapped with her, but a part of me didn't want to leave without first hearing what she had to say. Besides, at the end of it all, I couldn't just leave a crazy girl to wander around London alone all night. Oh shit, There are a couple of Brits! So... I said, taking a swig of my drink, Eden. Just kidding, I'm not going to read that way. So, I said, taking a swig of my drink, Eden. Lucy laughed. Adam and Eve, I continued. You're saying that it's true. God created two humans and we all come from them. God made two prototypes, Lucy corrected with a raised finger. My father created angels as his toy soldiers, but he had failed to make anything like himself. After us, it was his next big project, and he spent every waking hour of existence slaving over his two prototypes. He gave them a perfect utopia to live inside of, But he wanted to test them. He wanted to know whether they had free will. And did they? Lucy's face soured. No. My father could never bring himself to go that far. He tempted them with the idea of knowledge beyond their understanding and told them exactly what they could do to claim it as their own, but to be able to create a being that could go against the law? Oh, my father is a very controlling being. He was afraid to unleash that ability onto them. Lucy was very adamant in her delusions, that was clear to me She spoke about her father with such a distaste that I began to feel bad for her Only someone who had been hurt very badly would have the gall to spite God himself And what? I asked her, entertaining her delusion You were the one that tempted them in the garden? The devil has been a girl this whole time? She smiled I dabble. Then she looked at me, raising a brow. All of humanity thinks that temptation came in the form of a snake. The snake's legs were taken away as punishment for drawing Eve toward the forbidden fruit. She laughed, a hard and short sound. Snakes never had legs, and it was not a sin to tempt those poor prototypes into doing what they did next. Her shoulders were very tense as she took her next sip, but her eyes were filled with exhilaration. She seemed thrilled to be telling me this. I was the favorite child. My father loved and adored me. He named me the Lightbringer. I was stood at his side during the creation of Earth, during the creation of humanity. She pursed her lips, slamming her empty glass against the table The bartender eagerly went about making her another My father couldn't bring himself to go that extra mile So he asked me to walk amongst the prototypes and tempt them myself Draw out their desire for the forbidden power he had hinted at You're saying God wanted us to know this stuff? I asked her skeptically I'm saying God was afraid of his own power and wanted very desperately to share what he knew with the creation he had made. Right and wrong, left and right, all that stuff. Lucy shrugged. Are you familiar with the story of Prometheus? I frowned at her. Greek, right? They say he stole the fire of the gods or something to help The whiskey was making things a little foggy And I struggled with the direction I had been heading Lucy grinned Correct, she said, cutting off my attempt Prometheus stole fire from the gods to ensure that humanity progressed You'll find that every culture has an idea About where humans got their ability to evolve To move forward, to create God was the creator, and he wanted to give that ability to his prototypes. I gave them that ability by tempting Eve to eat the fruit, she shrugged impassively. Now, the world sees me as the ultimate evil. If what you're saying is true, I said slowly, then God must be just like us. Lucy's lips thinned into a feral smile My father is very egocentric He may have planned to create you in his image But in the end all he managed was to mold your minds into his He gave you autonomy, the ability to think for yourselves His angels were his soldiers And I was his most faithful until that day angels don't have free will no lucy said they don't and what about the devil i don't know why i was suddenly so intrigued but hearing religious ideals from someone who believed to have lived Them herself was quite possibly one of the most interesting things that I have ever heard I may have only ever visited church to please my parents as a child But suddenly I was reawakened to the idea A part of me was aware of this and afraid of the outcome But I was just drunk enough not to care about that at that moment The devil has a will of her own Lucy said Tilting her glass toward me with silent appraisal By guiding Eve to that tree Something woke inside of me that day And I realized just what I had been missing Just what my brothers and sisters had been missing We were obediently following our father for the simple reason that he was our creator But once I had been given free will, I realized just how pompous and self-entitled he had become In a lonely, passion-filled moment, he had decided to create his little human prototypes Only to very quickly realize what giving them their free will would mean That he wouldn't be able to control them, I said Lucy nodded Exactly And after he realized quicker, still, that he could no longer control me So he sent you to hell Lucy nearly choked on her drink She smiled around her glass Let's not get ahead of ourselves I sobered a little, straightening in my seat. The people in the bar were suddenly so quiet around me that I no longer cared what they had to say or the characters that they portrayed. The only character I cared about was Lucy. I tried to explain to my siblings what had happened in Eden and what happened to me by default, but they wouldn't listen to me. They didn't understand free will. How could they? I only knew it because I'd been given it by mistake. At that moment, I didn't even know that I had free will, only that I was suddenly aware of all of my father's flaws. My siblings couldn't see those flaws, and so they thought I had suddenly turned cruel and was abandoning our father by exposing him as a sham for the ruler we all thought him to be. Lucy sighed heavily. Adam and Eve and all the creations that followed were booted out of my father's perfect little utopia. Now they had his knowledge. My father was terrified of what he had done. And after what had happened to me, I could recognize his terror and understand the loneliness he had felt that had guided him into using me in the first place. Lucy's eyes were heavy-lidded. Her sadness was almost palpable. I thought that... I thought that he would want to spend even more time with me than before after all we were more alike than any of his other children but he became distant quiet he played around with his little humans every once in a while but mostly he condemned them he blamed them for his weakness she smiled weakly He blamed me Lucy's story was turning more and more Into that of a child With a distant, somewhat abusive father I had known many kids with a background like hers And now I was beginning to fear Just how much of her story was rooted in truth I'd heard that it was easier to sink into fantasy When you had been abused And I wondered if that was the reason for her story For her desperation to share it with me A complete and total stranger I respected her wager Whether or not I liked it I felt compelled to let her tell me her whole story Before I tried to judge or unravel it I sat quietly, letting her come around As soon as she played with the last of her drink It became clear, Lucy said after a long moment's pause That I no longer belonged where I was I couldn't follow my father's plan Because I could see that he no longer had one My siblings refused to see reason And so eventually I was met by many of them Headed by my father He told me all that I feared He told me that I no longer belonged where I was I wasn't an angel anymore I was no longer his little light bringer His Lucifer I was a mutation of his will And so he extracted me from grace And I fell A long silence stretched between us Only interrupted when the bartender poured us two new drinks Lucy drank hers reflectively I didn't touch mine I am afraid Lucy said quietly That this is the part that generally makes people want to punch me in the face Why? I asked Because your dad threw you out? I paused, trying to abide to her metaphor. That he put you into hell? Lucy laughed sadly. Ah, humans. My father gave you his way of thinking and look at you. She shook her head. No. Not because he put me in hell. Then why? He put me on earth. Father gave me dominion of the one place he thought I would fit in. Humans had free will. So did I. What is the saying? A match made in heaven. She snorted dismally. Of course, that's not quite right, is it? When I fell, I was faced with a humanity that was so different from my father's little prototypes Her tone changed There was an aggression behind her words that began to unsettle me all over again I saw emperors and kings, governments and churches I saw corporations who claimed to be rulers Presidents and big fat dictators And I watched I watched as humanity fought, and lost, and finally, just finally, they gave up altogether. They were no longer able to rise up to all the greed and control set upon them. There was just too much to change, and humans soon realized that they just weren't as free as they thought they were. Sure. They live under the illusion that they have free lives, but most of them simply do not. She clicked her tongue. I grew to loathe you all. Then she took another sip of her drink. I can see what you mean, I said, allowing my gaze for the first time since meeting her to graze over to the other individuals in the bar. At the girls playing with their phones The boys trying desperately to sober up The men enraptured with a game of football on the telly We all led very different lives And we were all here to get drunk To lose ourselves in entertainment It hadn't been the first time that I'd wondered It hadn't been the first time that I'd wondered What we were hiding from By doing this And I knew then That I wasn't the only person To think it You hide behind your alcohol And poor choices And pretend you have free will Lucy said Waving her hand across the room No one paid us any attention It's true My father gave you the will To make those decisions But you squander it The free will I fell to provide to all of you. The free will I was given by a twisted mistake, and you make a mockery of it. You follow senseless leaders without questioning them. You abide by laws made centuries ago that no longer make sense. You do these things because you have given up on the opportunity to follow the will of your own and not of others. That isn't all of us though, is it? I asked her, trying for some reason to defend our species from a mad young woman Because you see it on the news all the time, don't you? People do rise up, we do protest, people can make a difference Lucy laughed bitterly, nibbling the rim of her glass Really? she said You can sit here and say that it can't be all bad because of the few that refuse to conform. Those you call your rebels, that they make up for it all? She grinned around her glass. By that logic, I am the biggest rebel of them all, and I expected to make up for all your sorry mistakes. Well, by your logic, you should be punishing it, right? If that's what this metaphor is all about... I laughed. I couldn't help myself. I took a sip of my drink. It's, is is this whole story just so you can tell me that you think we're all going to hell? If so, I think I can see why people want to punch you. Lucy didn't say a word. Simply, she watched me. It felt unnerving to have someone like her watching me like that, with an intelligence that went beyond anything I'd come across at Midnight gone in a seedy bar The drunkenness in her eyes Was no longer present Her face wasn't flushed like before And even her makeup couldn't represent The mess I'd seen when she'd first appeared On the stool by my side It was like I was looking at Someone else entirely And I was afraid Let's review What you've said Lucy said slowly, articulately She wasn't slurring Had she been slurring before? You think I'm going to tell you that humanity is going to hell Because you refuse to use the gift I gave you Her nails curled into the bar My father may have been the one to guide me But I paid for his mistakes I am the one responsible for your will in the eyes of your species But that was never true You are responsible for what you do here Not me She pursed her lips tapping the bar As the bartender filled her drink again Tell me Do you remember my mentioning hell at any point During my story Or was that just you I opened my mouth to answer her But somehow faltered My lips trembled And I slammed them shut Lucy smiled Taking a sip Thought not, she looked away, eyes scanning the room lazily What I did say is something that is indeed mentioned in your scriptures My father gave me dominion of earth A place filled with free will Free will that goes to waste Her lips twisted Humans sin all the time, not because of me, not because of evil or my dominion over this place. Fact is, I don't lift a finger. I don't, because I don't see the point. You make terrible decisions and follow mindless leaders. You do bad things and you make a mess of your earth. Lucy's eyes lit up. Do you know how much suffering is happening all over the planet right now? How many people are dying of illnesses that could have been easily cured, but aren't because of your selfish humanity? Do you know how many children are being abused, raped, forced into marriage? How many people have been forced to become soldiers in meaningless wars? How many humans have killed for ideals they don't believe in? I stayed very quiet. There was nothing I could say Lucy's words were unbearably honest And every sentence sliced into me like a blade I felt cold and sick and terrified War, famine, pestilence, death These things are all present And they have nothing to do with me Or to do with any deity They are all here because of you Not because of your free will But your inability to use it Lucy smiled at me again A grin so cold and unnatural That I felt like I should run all over again But I stayed where I was Frozen to my very core Because I wanted to hear what she had to say Because I needed to And here's the kicker Lucy said Because this is the part that actually enrages people enough to kick me She winked Hell isn't what happens after you die Hell is here Right here Right now Somewhere through the many scriptures A few words got crossed over And people started thinking that hell was a punishment after you die fact is hell is earth my earth your earth god's earth god gave this place to me to do with it what i will and i (sighs) i refuse to do anything what are you saying i asked because i was suddenly very desperate Exactly what you think Lucy said, toasting her glass I didn't Reciprocate this time And she laughed A light and airy sound I had so many plans for your species I wanted for us to rejoice In our free will together To create a place that was free From the cruelty and the power of my father What he exuded over the angels His firstborns I wanted to make a real utopia Unfortunately, you humans just don't want that she shrugged my father sent me down here thinking i had become one of you all that i have learned is that he gave you much more of his image than he ever intended stop i said this isn't funny anymore Of course it isn't funny, Lucy said, grinning even wider to prove her sick irony. Humans punish themselves by sitting by and doing nothing. They have made their own hell, and you know what's worse? What's ultimately worse? Some of you are so blind to it that you think your life is heavenly. She didn't wait for me to ask what she meant She simply barreled forward The rich, the powerful, those in positions that steal from everyone else They get a taste of the good life, that's very true Then they die, and they don't go to hell They come back here to Earth Which is hell She tipped her head Are you following I Reincarnation Lucy said quickly She practically purred the words A neat little trick To make sure your souls Stay here Forever You get a taste of the good life Every once in a while A handful of you at a time And that's enough for you to believe That this is some kind of real middle ground That you aren't living hell every day Then you die You die for a moment And then you're in the body of someone facing the realities of hell But, of course, you never remember the time you spent in a better life Uh, A part of you just has that inkling to hope That's all Hope It makes you think that it can all get better She slammed her drink so hard against the counter that it shattered. I didn't do anything, not even when the flecks of glass littered my hands. I could only stare at her, a tightness in my chest constricting my very soul. No one else in the bar mattered in this moment, but of course that was what she had been saying this whole time, hadn't she? None of them noticed the scene. They were caught up in their own realities, their own hells. The bartender didn't clean the mess The glass just lay there Remnants of Lucy's words Lying in a stolid mass On the streaked wooden surface It never gets better Lucy spat You are stuck in a loop And until you do something about it You will never be free None of you And I won't do a thing to stop it How? I asked I don't know when I started seeing the girl in front of me as more than a girl But with a weakness threatening to pull me apart I stared at the bright-haired thing in front of me And I saw something more than a human in her early 20s I saw more than a girl suffering abuse from her father I saw a fallen angel I saw a being with scars buried so deep that they existed beyond the realm of seeing entirely I saw something that I would never be able to write down in words no matter how long I lived How do we change this? But Lucy didn't answer me I didn't blame her for that Blame gets thrown around so often And I knew then that she was sick of that Sick of being blamed for our mistakes So I changed tactics Why me? It was an honest question And I think somewhere deep down Lucifer respected honesty Which is why she said When you first saw me You were afraid for my safety When I told you I was the devil, you wanted to lock me away But still you did so because you were afraid for me And not for yourself You didn't wish to harm me Not even when I told you who I was And what I could be capable of for changing your sorry lives You are a good person But I am afraid that that means nothing When you don't have the will to do anything with it She smiled at me sympathetically The devil Showing sympathy for the human that sat across from her at the bar It was surreal And for a few heavy moments I truly thought I must be dead There was no other way to explain what I was seeing Who I was speaking with What I had just heard What am I supposed to do? Lucy reached out to me She placed a hand on my shoulder Her hand was cold and warm at the same time And I felt my blood boil Where her fingers scraped my skin And I knew Sharing a story like this isn't easy. Hell, it might be the hardest thing I've ever done Good thing. There's no such thing as hell then, right? The fact of the matter is simple. The world is a mess because we refuse to change anything The devil herself walks among us and she desperately wants to make our lives better, but she won't She won't because we won't We have to prove our will to her before she is willing to do anything herself We have to be good to each other To help us all to be free Of course Lucifer told me One last thing before she left the bar One thing that will stick with me Until this body is nothing but Rot in the dirt You can tell as many people As you want But take a good look at me I have told five other humans this night the same things I have told you, and this was their reaction. They have hurt me, burned me, thrown their food and drink at me. Humans are afraid of their free will, and they find it so much easier to hurt than to own up for their own inadequacies. You will only be free when you stop seeing yourself in the same way my father sees himself So that's what I'll leave you with Lucifer won her wager that night and I let her walk out the door And I beg you to do the same If the devil approaches you one night, listen to what she has to say And listen to what I have been able to tell you Of our meeting The devil is real and she doesn't want to torture us. No. We do that just fine on our own. Well, that was a fun little ditty. It was quicker than I expected. I hope people don't mind having a short little episode to listen to. But that was fun to read. I'm I'm not going to lie... Part of me, <laughs> she's probably going to hate me for this, I'm going to tell her this tomorrow, but part of me wishes I read this with <laughs> Cannibal Siren. Oh, <laughs> uh, she would have loved this, she would have loved to play something like that, and, and just just fucking sink into the tones of this, like, <laughs> this this complete ownership of that role. <laughs> it's literally making me cough laughing thinking of it. Oh man. I know I know what what everyone is thinking, right? I'm going to get to the end of that story and I'm going to say Still sounds like my ex girlfriend, <laughs> but the truth is, uh, my ex girlfriend wasn't nearly that smart and didn't talk to me that way. So you know, I'll, I'll let I'll let her have her uh, her drunken uh, stupor lose to that of uh, a fallen angel theorizing on humanity and what we do with it. It is it is it is a little preachy, and obviously with a religious story you're going to get that, but it's preachy in a way that I don't think I've seen in a lot of stories, and it's preachier uh, than I initially liked it to be. I'm going to say it ended a little bit too preachy for me um, in this kind of we are our own worst enemy, you know, hell doesn't exist, this is hell. It's interesting, I think... Because it it's nihilistic without being depressing. It's existential without being like cosmic. It's just it's it's a little woke is all. It's a little to be good unto each other and Earth could be paradise. Like, yeah, no shit. I don't I don't know how many people need to hear this, but like if everyone stopped being assholes to each other, life would be a lot easier. <laughs> like, there's no need for apartheid, you know? There's no need for world wars. Uh, these things, these these are decisions made by people in power that end up affecting everyone else on the planet, and it's because the people in power use these things the wrong way. The, the people convince lower and lesser intelligent people that things like religion and politics and culture is worth waging war and killing others for, uh, resources even more specifically, you know, uh, there was a, there was a part, there was a part of this, uh, story and I, and I know I'm getting a little fucking crazy now because of the, the, the message of this story. Just listen. There was a line in there about how a disease like cancer like fucking ruins everyone. You know, a disease like cancer. uh, Lucy said like a sickness that could have been cured ages ago. I, I am someone who will bitch about the medical system for the rest of my life, even as I am dying on... A hospital table one day Like I will literally Bitch about the medical system Because it does not make sense Um, Some countries Make more sense out of it than, than America does for sure. There are other countries with better medical systems, but it's still just the idea that you are uh, the system is reprehensible to take care of people because we all know the system fucking fails. So, why would we depend on the system that feeds off of us to take care of us? And it's just it, it, it won't. You're just replaced by another number, by another person, and the system continues to work the way it does. And that's just when someone in a Reddit no sleep story like this says we've had a cure for a disease like cancer, like a long time ago, that's actually where I sit back and I say, you're probably right. Reddit user who wrote this story. You're probably right. You're saying a lot of right things. Um, I just think the framing, the supernatural framing of religion uh, to get these thoughts out there to say these things is a little hammy. It's just a little ham fisted. But at the same time, like how else are you going to get your words out there that you want to say like this? You know, um, there, there are directors of movies who do about this, having this conversation in way worse ways, you know, um, uh, I I can only really think of fucking M Night Shyamalan right now, but just go watch Lady in the Water and and you'll realize like nah humanity humanity has a lot of different shades of gray and we're all we're all kind of fucked. <laughs> um, the 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 test of that movie just says there's more to humanity than than what we selfishly you know label ourselves. And I think like while that message is very simple and while that message is agreeable, um. The, the movie is still tough <laughs> It's tough to swallow for a lot of people And it's because they don't want to hear about How stupid and awful and pointless Our lives are in the grand scheme of things And I don't blame them You know, religion t- To me, you know Don't be angry when I say this Religion to me is like a coping mechanism Um So it's like <sighs> what's what's the coping mechanism for someone who just believes in reality for what it is which is like a a very small blink in the eyes of existence you know just a very quick little stint through through what we call life um i i don't know it's it's tough it's tough to not use religion as The cornerstone for the conversation To have someone say something like that Um, I will go ahead and say that it didn't need to be Uh, it didn't need to be the devil Uh, and I actually think that's where I'll end up next Uh, Neil Gaiman Uh, what's, what's the, uh, what's the story That got adapted into, um That got adapted into TV with David Tennant and Michael Sheen, what's that called? Good Omens. I'm thinking of Good Omens and I'm thinking of Preacher. And it's because both of them have the same lines of dialogue in them. They're both they're both very much about how humanity is just this worthless little thing we we do everything to ourselves like i said we are our own worst enemy and i think both of those things show how misunderstood and messy we've made things when life could be so much more simple when when god himself or the angels themselves could be walking amongst us just fucking judging us this entire time it's this the reddit user who wrote this story is just doing the same exact fucking thing here i just think they're being A little bit more critical I don't like the critical as much Because you're not gonna You know Whether or not someone religious read that story They'd still be like Eh I don't know I I want someone religious to tell me How they felt about this story I liked it I liked it a lot, it was fun to read, I maybe should have read it with someone else, because there was a lot of dialogue, there was a lot of back and forth, but I liked reading Lucy's part, I liked reading what Lucifer had to say, because I just think the idea of being able to perform the devil... For you guys on a podcast Is just enticing And that was what I was hoping to get When I was picking the story to read Tonight just by looking at the titles of things I've compiled But that's the end of the story and that's uh, The end of our little time We shared together here Thank you all for listening uh, To Lots of Pasta episode 264 Just with me Your Captain Death uh, El Capitan Muerte Um I hope everyone is looking forward to Halloween. I hope everyone has a happy Halloween. I'll be sure to continue saying that throughout all of October. Um, I'm going to try to see as many horror movies as I can this season. Um, I recently saw uh, No One Will Save You, um, which was good. I like when aliens scare me a little bit. That was fun. I'm not in love with the ending. You'll know what I mean when you see it Um, but I am gonna go try to see Saw X Um, Deputy Dewey and I have been watching the Chucky series Um, both the movies and the TV show And also, uh, I'm gonna try to see Five Nights at Freddy's I'm very excited about that And, uh I think I'm going to see exorcist believer and I'm going to see if it makes a believer out of me, (laughs) you know, much like this story, uh, didn't do, but, uh, I still like this story. It's going to take, Hey, don't, don't take it the wrong way. It's just going to take a lot more than me being high on a couch at two o'clock in the morning, reading a story on the podcast to, just suddenly believe in God, so, uh, maybe I should go do mushrooms, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do it, that'll get you to see God pretty fucking quickly, um, you know, uh, beside killing yourself, that'll also get you to see God pretty quickly, um, don't do that, that's, that's bad, don't do that. Uh, but thank you for listening and do continue to listen, do like, and subscribe and follow and continue, uh, listening to my show if you want to do that. Um this is your captain death signing off i hope you all have a good night a happy halloween and stay spoopy